welcome to the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast with your host and fellow battler, Mike Holt. The Bloody Aussie Battler brings you news, views and interviews as we discuss what the liars, thieves, criminals and traitors have been doing to our country and to Western democracies around the world. My guests discuss important issues and explain why and how it's time to drain the billabong to bring back decent, lawful, moral government that will serve we, the people of the Commonwealth of Australia. Join us now on the Bloody Aussie Battler. scientists, engineers and experts to discover just how far away these things really are from becoming our reality. www.wittishinspodcast.com Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on Merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. Hey again, and today I've got Kevin Annette with me from Canada. Uh, we've spoken to Kevin before, but Kevin, you uh, issued some very big news this week. So why don't we start off by uh, you telling us that it, what that, that's about? Uh, but before we do, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. It's always good to be here. Um, yeah, we in Canada, we um, for a number of years, as you know, we've been establishing a different jurisdiction under common law that people can be part of because it wasn't just an anticipation of what's coming now, but it gives people an alternative to the, the system and encouraging them to be self-governing and take action. Well, now with the boot coming down, it's very important um, that people go from words to action. So um, the first thing is to defend people. And we've, we, we put out a notice this week, which you can see at um, uh, murderbydecree.com under ITCCS updates. And what that is, is a call to people to start um, uh, taking action in their communities by getting their common law sheriffs to defend people who have been targeted by the government. And this is now, it's getting so crazy in North America that uh, a statute just came out yesterday in Canada that said you could be fined $1,000 now for hugging in public, if you, can, if you can believe this. Oh, I can um, believe it, they're doing it here too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a, as we know, a part of a whole global plan. But um, uh, people have to know that there's a way to defend themselves and not give in to fear. And so um, we're we're really kind of trying to activate people. What's been theory up till now? We're trying to put it into practice and give an example to show that people don't have to go along with this. So that's kind of uh, you know people can read that notice for themselves and see um, about what we're talking about. Okay. 
So just, just give us a, bit, a few examples then. What can we do to protect ourselves from these people? Well, for one thing, you know, we're saying you've got to keep it very real. So we, we go to the police, and we've already been doing this, and we say to them, um, we're not posing any kind of health threat. If you do any kind of research on your own, you'll see that this threat is very exaggerated. It's not airborne. Um, it's got a, a death rate about 10% less than the normal flu virus that one gets during the year, certain times of the year. And, um, and so we're educating the police and saying, you know, we're, we're uh, calling you, you not to be used against people uh, for these other agendas. And if you do take these actions, we're going to resist you. And so it's kind of a friendly invitation to be part of, you know, get on the right side of, of this and to help the people and not oppress them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other things too, like we're setting up um, support networks so that if, uh, you know, we, we have a network of safe houses, we have ways to um, get people into hiding. More prominent people have already been targeted. We've had a number of people on our network already picked up by the police. So it's kind of a practical issue of defense. Uh, so the police are actually working with you and helping you to do this. There's some, um, the best results we get is in America uh, and our allied groups there where they've actually had county sheriffs uh, agree to, you know, come to common law workshops and to consider what's going on instead of just mindlessly obeying orders from the government, right, about this stuff. Hmm. We were going to talk too about my application to become a, a common law sheriff. And this morning you emailed me and said that actually we don't need to wait for the ITCCS. We can do it ourselves here. So can you just walk me through very briefly how that would work? Well, it's true. Uh, the, the tribunal has been kind of reorganizing because a number of their people were picked up. So they've had to take some new security measures and slow down what they do. But um, in that sense, people can deputize their own sheriffs, uh, they, can, they can accredit themselves. And one of the ways we do that, there's different ways to do it. Um, the, the, the best way to do it is to get a charter of 12 men and women who actually form a common law assembly and they themselves can then elect their own sheriffs. That's kind of constitutionally way to do it. Uh, if it's more of an emergency, then I would simply urge people to read what's in the common law training manual that we produce. And, um, um, you know, accredit somebody who not only has a knowledge of the law, but is able to keep their head and, and, and keep cool. And you need these personal qualities to, to be a sheriff, to deputize others, um, you know, to be real peacekeepers and not, um, you know, who's some, well, you know, you, you've got to use common sense and judgment right, mm. in all these situations. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a way to do that, but the best way to do it, if you have 12 men and women, we have a charter that you sign and then, you know, legally, you can then appoint your own peace officers. Okay, that sounds good. We'll look into that. Um, because my business partner down in Adelaide is desperate to get this all moving because he's got indictments out against these people and uh, it's time to start moving on it. So we do need it. Well, eventually, you know, the idea, Mike, too, about the common law sheriffs is that eventually what we need is we need a community police and we need like citizen militias that can protect their own communities. Mm. And the sheriff is really key to that because they can, you know, legally bring those things about. In the right. old, uh, in, in the, it, it's based on, out of England, the old uh, Shire uh, system 
um, where the sheriff was actually somebody who could establish courts. Uh, they have a lot of power. And, and so that's the idea. They're kind of like the tip of the spear in a lot of this work. Okay. So once we have the, the sheriffs and we start issuing um, indictments from the grand jury, what happens then? Well, um, you need the structure of, uh, of the court set up. And of course, the, um, the basis of it is, is really the jury and the citizen prosecutor who leads the case. Yeah, I mean, you know the details of your own case the best, so you'd have to decide how best to do that. But mm. the, the, the idea is that you make it very public. You put on a notice of claim. This is the action you're, you're bringing. You call for witnesses and, and people to um, stand as jury members. And you serve these warrants on the people who you're naming. There's got to be individuals. You can't just name a system or a government or something. You've got to have individuals who are named in the indictment. Right. and um, back it up with evidence. All right, so moving on now, Kevin. Um, what's going on in Canada with regards to the coronavirus? Um, are you getting such stringent um, re restrictions imposed on you as we are here? Well, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And, uh, you know, of course, the, the so-called Commonwealth countries have an integrated police and intel network, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, England, um, whoever else, you know, you know the, the, uh, the major Commonwealth countries. So undoubtedly it's going, it's the same process in both our, our nations, but um, it's getting really extreme now. They're talking in Canada, they basically dissolve the government. Out of 338 members of parliament, they, there are only 32 were present. That's like 10% quorum all of a sudden. And the prime minister is in seclusion. I believe under house arrest, under a, 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 a fake story of, of being self-quarantined. His wife just happened to be sick. Um, and the small executive council has taken over. They're the, quote, Queen's Privy Council. And they're issuing all these laws, including power to tax without parliament being in session. Now, that's why the English Revolution happened in the 1640s, because the king was trying to do that, you know, tax without going to the people. And, um, you know, it's like all of these medieval things are being revived in the spirit campaign. Part of the taxation is going to be to pay for a huge bailout. They're giving $55 billion to China, uh, to the PetroChina, and these other Asian corporations operating in Canada. So the guys of the, this health scare, they're just robbing people and doing it dictatorially. But they're keeping people afraid on the ground. Like they just brought in the statute that you can be fined a thousand dollars for hugging in public. You know, I mean, it's absurd, right? So, um, unfortunately, in these times, we seem to be ruled by absurd people with absurd ideas, and uh, nobody's standing up to say, "Hey, you can't do that because we have inherent rights." And this is the problem, of course. People don't know what their rights are. And I guess it's up to you and me to, right. and, and many others, of course, to help educate people. But it's a long, hard process, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, this is backfiring on them. It, uh, we find that um, these extreme measures always get a lot of people upset, very upset, and, and wanting to learn. They're, they're more open. Sometimes you need these things to mm. wake people up more, right? Uh, to see that, no, this is a police state they're imposing, and it's already, in, it's already happening. So, um, I found, you know, basic information, like I remember standing in the store and people were forced to stand apart. And I said to them, this is not airborne, 
right? And, it, and the death rate is lower than the normal flu. So what is this all about? Just planting seeds of questioning and doubt, right, in their minds. And, um, but, you know, they, some of the important evidence coming out now, uh, we have like these, um, a, a whole network of, of health physicians, right, who are like naturopathic physicians. They've done a lot of research into this. The, the coronavirus has been around a long time. It's not especially lethal, but it is lethal when it combines with the 5G system. Mm. So we think it, it was, it's actually, it was designed out of China as a bioweapon. So that you find in Wuhan, it, Wuhan where it all started, has the highest 5G installation of any city in the, in the world. Because what the 5G does is saps oxygen out of the, the blood. Uh, the electromagnetic system, it deprives the brain of oxygen so people fall down, literally. Um, so there are these hotspots where, where the virus does affect a lot of people, but that's because a lot of 5G is present. So they designed this bioweapon to hit like military facilities where there's lots of 5G, but not the people outside the military facilities. It's targeted. <laughs> Pandora's at, box. Right. It's tar targeted 5G installations. So it's not a virus per se. It's a virus plus 5G. And, um, and so they're, of course, not telling anyone that. The, yeah, the yeah. problem is, how do we prove this? You know, people look at you and go, nah, that can't be true. But when you've got so many experts coming out and saying the same thing, and it's pretty obvious what's going on, how do we prove it? Well, the, you know, the evidence is there. Um, it's like what I found doing the work over the years about genocide and child trafficking and murder. It's not so much evidence or lack of it. It's people's unwillingness to believe. Mm. Uh, because they caught it when you're in the fear mode of the brain, your conscious thinking, critical thinking shuts down. But that only lasts for so long. And we find it's like when people, a country goes to war, everyone's waving the flags in the first year or whatever. And then the reality kicks in and people go, wait a minute. And usually in history, you find a revolution will break out by the very same people who've been waving the flags because, you know, it all it can swing to its opposite extreme. Uh, and that's so these rulers are playing with fire now. They're potentially sowing seeds of their own destruction by doing this. We got to just keep at it and keep educating people and say, you can, you know, there's an alternative here. That's why we're saying to people, mm. you don't have to sit idly by, you can take action. And that gives people confidence, right? And hope. This is true. And that's why we came up with that five point plan in, in our Advanced Australia website. And I'll put the, the link up here. But, um, you know, if we're going to move forward, we need a plan first. And while my plan may not be perfect, um, I don't see anybody else's plans around for the future. We're all sort of reacting rather than being proactive. And I think right. if we're going to move forward, we have to be proactive. Absolutely. Now's the time to give a vision of what something else could be, because that's what attracts people. And mm. we're not just re reacting, you know, because how much can you do when you just react, right? I mean. Uh, you know, it's like it's it's like uh, Sun Tzu says in the Art of War: the battle a battle is won before it's ever fought by whoever picks the train of battle and defines the battle themselves. And we have to define what the issue is and not let them do it. Right? That's right. Yeah. All right, mate. I thank you very much for coming on board. And as usual, if you've always got these pearls of wisdom, so welcome back anytime. <laughs> we'll we'll stay in touch for sure. We've got to, especially these days. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Zero five speed while I started the fight.
It didn't take much, she didn't do right I saw my baby, a hugging and a kissing She didn't know I just got out of prison I stormed off over to give him a fright And that, my friends, is how I started the fight Well, my man she was with threw on the floor That just riled me up even more I fainted with my right from under his gun I slammed him hard with all my mind And that, my friends, is how I ended the fight He never saw it coming, he never felt it hit He thought I'd fight fair, I said, hey, fuck that shit he fell to the floor, I kicked him in the gut I was yelling and a cussing, holding him up If you don't want trouble, don't start a fight Cause my friends, you won't end it up right consider donating to help keep us going. You can donate just once or make it a monthly donation. Any amount is welcome. To donate, go to our website at www.thebloodyaussiebattler.com and click on Donate. <laughs> 